You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here, and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash gamescoop for 10% off. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by GameFly. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special Gamescom edition of GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Andrew Goldfarb. Hello. Tina Amini. Scoop. And a tip-top shape, Zach Ryan. Scoop! And uh, we've got a great show for you right now. <laughs> a, a little bit of a truncated show, but that's okay. We're very all very busy here at Gamescom. We're going to talk about some of the biggest news of the week, some of our favorite games. Uh, but first of all, Tina, this is your games, your first Gamescom experience. It is. Can you believe that? Rate it on the IGN scale. Um, it's been very fun because we have the UK team here, and I like that part. So mm. well, yeah. we're a big team. Yeah, I hate when we have to put that phrase at the bottom of reviews and it's like the little red box. Uh, but what about the show? What do you think about the show here? Uh, the show is insane. Yeah. Uh, I've never yeah. seen a show on this level before. Yeah. And I've mostly tried to avoid the insanity of it. Mm. Uh, so we've we've had our, our cushy little corner, which has been nice to take a bunch of our business meetings. Um, but uh, yeah, I've gotten a chance to actually get my hands on to stuff more than I did at E3. So that's kind of cool. Sounds like a 7.0. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, not great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good, but not great. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's great. You think it's great? I'll give it yeah. 8.1. What, don't they expect 350,000 people this year? No, 500,000. Like yeah. yeah. 350,000 people last, last year. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that was an interesting thing that we were talking about earlier in the week. Uh, 2016, uh, 320,000 people. 2017, 350,000 people. 2018, 500,000. It's too it's many insane. people. Why not? It's yeah. insane. I don't think there should ever be that many people in any one place. It's, ever. Yeah. it's legitimately terrifying to see the videos of people like like coming into the yeah. convention center yeah. when the doors open. Like, yeah, we'll, we, uh, we'll for you. used to have a booth over in the public floor and, and we could go up and look down on that <laughs> no. entrance and see people never running a, in. It looks like again. The Walking Dead. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the biggest news of the week. The biggest news of the week 
may surprise you. Uh, lots of, you know, a fair, fair amount of announcements this week. We actually have a really good roundup article on IGN.com that you can check out of everything. But the number one article on IGN this week is Grandia 1 and 2 mm-hmm. being remade for Switch and PC. And that's surprising to me for a couple of yeah. reasons. Uh, first of all, Grandia is a fairly obscure, older JRPG, like 25 years old at this point. Uh, and it's not even coming to... PS4 and Xbox One is coming to Switch and PC. So, like, this is all cool. It's just surprising to me that it's been right. so popular. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on NVC. Apologies if we're repeating topics, but, like, you know, with the, with the Vita and the PSP dropping off the way that they have, it opens up this total niche market for the Switch to kind of dominate yeah. this, this JRPG corner that those platforms previously did. So it kind of makes sense that this handheld platform now gets a lot of these yeah. like niche JRPGs. And uh, you can't really go wrong with Grandia. Grandia 2 is like one of my favorite RPGs of okay, all so time. You've, you've played these games. Yeah. Anyone else mm-hmm. played these games? I've never even touched these Same. games. Uh, Andrew's never that. even heard of Grandia. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I literally thought it was Grandia. Well, we Grandia. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I've been aware of these games. I just I never got a chance to play them myself. Yeah. First one was Saturn and PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. The second one was Dreamcast, Dreamcast. and PS2. Yeah. Uh, so give us, sort of give us the, uh, the spiel. The Grandia That's, spiel. It's sort of a... Uh, spiel sounds German. Yeah, Honestly, the, like... The <laughs> it's not anything super special for a JRPG. It's, you know, the cool. world's ending. You're Can't a plucky wait. young hero. <laughs> like you're going to put together a team and go out and save the yeah. world. Um, I think at the time, it was just one of those things where, like, graphically, it looked amazing on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the combat uh, system is really unique. Uh... But you know, overall, it's just it's just a JRPG that's really great and yeah. really fond memories of. You know, was well, it one of those things where it is, it's going to hold up now that we have Ooh, like no, decades no, no. of Certainly JRPGs? Not. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> try to go back and play any JRPG from like the early two thousands and before, and yeah. it's painful. Mm. So slow. So I mean, personally, so boring. Like I've tried to to go back and like play Final Fantasy Nine, and it's like, how did I do this? Like, how did I sit through this when I was a kid? Like, I love those games, but the way that games are built now. Just leaps and bounds ahead of where we were then, yeah. and it's really, really tough to. I, I mean, I feel that way about n- not just RPGs, just a lot of genres yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's RPGs yeah. tend to be so grindy when they're from back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love a good grind. Like, I, you know, like I don't mind grindia? a grind. Yeah, yeah, grind. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Grandia. Surely this is the first time this has been called. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Grandia was made by uh, former uh, or developers who had worked on Lunar, mm-hmm. another very yeah, Lunar, Silphid, yeah, yeah, uh, like pretty prestigious company, yeah, Game Arts. Mm-hmm. So I, I anticipate the uh, announcement that Lunar is being remade. I would okay, so <laughs> Lunar and Lunar Two, I might make an exception for because those games are full on bangers. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that was like, the biggest news of the week on IGN.com. That's wild. You know, it was Shenmue ma- 3 got a release date. Well, that also That's got true. a release date, yeah, yeah. Another one of those doesn't hold um, up. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the reason this big is because of Switch, kind of Zach's mm-hmm. point, because the other big news story this week was Octopath Traveler top the sales charts for last month. Yeah, we just found that best-selling oh, wow. game of July. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking awesome. of JRPGs, I guess people do like them. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Uh, but even an Octopath Traveler feels like five times faster than you know yeah. an RPG of your. Yeah, and even then, true. don't you have to play like ten to fifteen hours just to start to break through? Look at this guy's yeah. going to send out some text messages. I'm just, here. I, I got I to I answer this real quick. I got to answer this real quick. Uh, no, it's just like as a side note to um, Grandia One and Two being remade. They also announced this week that Langrisser. One and two are being me- remade as well, and these are even more obscure yeah. than Grandia. So <laughs> Zach was joking about me never heard, having heard of Grandia. I've literally never heard of this okay. game. So there was a Sega Genesis game called War Song mm. in the U.S., and that was Langrisser. Uh, 
the, the Western release of Language mm-hmm. Theory. And it was a very cool tactics, turn-based strategy game that I liked. But like, it, I hadn't even like thought of it in like whatever, 30 right. years, <laughs> 20 years. Yeah, so like that game and its sequel are now being remade also. <laughs> so it's like, okay, it's cool. It's super cool. It's just like, wow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. And I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I know. That's wild. But I'm glad it's happening. GameScoop is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want, with no late fees or due dates, ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back, and they'll send you the next title on your list. Today, every Scoop listener gets access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com scoop. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com S-C-O-O-P. Gamefly.com scoop. Check it out. Uh, all right, also news this week. We got a release date for Devil May Cry 5. And that release date is <laughs> March 8th, 2019. So that puts it right in between the biggest release date of 2019 so far, February 22nd, mm-hmm. which is what? Anthem, Metro everything, Exodus, everything on, Days Gone. Yeah, anything else on that same day? Crackdown 3 mm-hmm. on that day. Uh, so quickly followed by Devil May Cry 5 on the 8th. And then at, right after that is uh, The Division 2 on March 15th. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Very busy and release. My window. birthday on March fifth. It's part of that Most calendar. Important. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> we're reviewing you too. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I'll get you a copy of Devil May Cry Five for your birthday. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Our own Joe Scrabble's got to uh, check out Devil May Cry Five this week at Gamescom, yeah. and I think he had a blast. He said it felt great. Yeah. We we had it on the live show, and yeah. uh, just watching, you know, they they came out and did a live demo of it, and just watching them play it was a lot of fun because you kind of forget about that stylish action, you know, like, and it's yeah. really been refined since I I haven't played a Devil May Cry since probably three, okay. and so it's been a while. And and watching them play it, I was like, oh yeah, I could I could get into some DMC. This looks like a lot of fun. The combo stuff is so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. also just so ridiculous, so yeah. over the top. I love it. Well, yeah, the, you mentioned DMC. The last game was DMC, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like they've sort of kept the visual style of DMC, but I think the, the combat's supposed to feel more like classic mm-hmm. Devil May Cry in this case. Right. Um, With still the over-the-top quality, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, are any Devil May Cry fans up here? I no? like DMC. Yeah? Yeah. I the last, you liked DMC, yeah. the last one? Yeah, yeah, the last one that came out. I thought, yeah. it, I thought it actually was a good spin from it, but and it doesn't seem too removed, but I haven't gotten my hands on it yet, so couldn't say. Yeah. Well, that one looks pretty cool. Like we said, March 8th. And then uh, we also found out that Sekiro Shadows Die Twice mm-hmm. uh, also coming the same month. I think it's March 22nd. Yeah, I believe uh, that's right. And we had that on the show. I don't know if it was new stuff that they were showing. It was. It was yeah. new. Well, so that was the BCD demo. Here it is now. This okay. is the BCD demo from E3, I believe, mm. um, that they just brought to Gamescom and, and showed it publicly. This yeah. game looks so awesome. I know you're mm-hmm. not a Dark Soulsman. But, um, I like, but I'm a ninjaman. Yeah. So <laughs> I could make, you know. Yeah. This, this mean, is more appealing to me, I think. The, the, the locomotion here and the way that the, you know, like later when we get into the enemies and the sneaking and stuff, it looks so cool. It reminds me so much of like Tenchu, except yeah. it looks like really, really difficult. I'm very into this. I'm a, I'm a I mean, FromSoft guy, so yeah. yeah this FromSoft is really sp- made Tenchu, and then yeah. when they were teasing this game, a lot of people wondered maybe this is a new mm-hmm. Tenchu game. But it's I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah, yeah, like it, it very well could be like a spiritual successor or something. Yeah. Yeah. It still has like yeah. bonfires and stuff, though, right? Uh, oh, I don't know. Bonfire. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't th- think bonfires existed in feudal Japan. Oh, so that's true, that's true. It's hard to tell. What we're seeing here doesn't really remind me of of Dark Souls. Or Com- I mean, combat wise, this yeah. looks a lot like Bloodborne, a lot like Dark Souls. The way that you're dodging, parrying, you know, like moving around your enemy to find an opening. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there's other things like uh, the 
the fluidity with which the character moves, like the the verticality of it, um, totally new from FromSoft. I'm really excited to you know. Lucy, uh, Lucy O'Brien actually played this mm. game this week, and uh, she she had a write up for us as well. But she said that it um, kicked her butt quite quite yeah, a, yeah. quite a bit, <laughs> and that even coming from like a Souls background, she just couldn't quite get her grasp around it, and they kind of had to like fast forward. In, too. in the same way that Bloodborne is faster than Souls, like this looks even faster than that. Yeah. And I love the idea. So like your the whole thing is like they called it a what do they call it a Shinobi prosthetic on your left arm, cool. and you can trick it out with different things. Like in this demo, we see him uh, like whip out an axe and cut down. Uh, shields, but apparently you, and the grappling hook as well. But like apparently, you can uh-huh. equip a bunch of different stuff on that arm and have all these different powers to cycle through. So. This game looks awesome. Yeah, yeah I can't I'm wait to really, really stoked for this. Uh, and I'm glad you know, it was just sort of revealed. I think at E3, and I'm glad we're getting the release date less than a year. Yeah, that's after awesome. It's revealed. Yeah. yeah, so that's another one I look forward to playing next fall. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of uh, games that people are looking forward to, I finally got to see that behind closed doors demo of Cyberpunk nice. 2077 that yeah. everyone else saw at E3, uh, and so I finally got to see it here at the show. And there, uh, there's some slight tweaks, I think, to what they were showing at E3. Yeah, mm-hmm. they let the audience members kind of choose. Yeah, certain make things. some choices. Yeah. Choose choose the uh, uh, the gender of your character at the, uh, at the beginning of the game. I think they were showing just female at E3. Mm-hmm. Now it can be male or female. So we play as a male. Uh, so here's the thing. I, I was very impressed. I thought it looked really cool. Right. Maybe not quite as impressed as everyone else seemed to be at E3. Because mm-hmm. everyone was coming out of that demo acting like this was the most amazing thing they'd ever seen. Right. Oh, well, your expectations That's were true. raised. That's true. There's that, too. Um, I thought it seemed like a very, very cool uh, open-world RPG. The most impressive uh, part of it to me was how densely packed the city was it felt like a real living city and as you moved about it going from mission to mission there were no loading screens everything is seamless tons of stuff is going on around you so it feels like a real living city but aside from that it feels like you know just like fairly typical open world RPG that yeah. we've seen before. It's the it's the little touches, right? Yeah. Like for me, I I totally agree. I think it's reminiscent of a lot. Like like combat's like a little Borderlands-y, and uh, you know, there's like there's a lot of games that I, I see sort of influences from, and not as much from Witcher actually. Yeah. But it, it is that moment when you see Night City and when you see all the people, yeah. and they're not just like the typical NPCs like going through like a set animation like they really feel like they're living and they like bump into each other and they like interact in, in ways that seem at least in this demo really meaningful yeah I, I think with any demo like this though who knows exactly. if that's going to be anywhere exactly. near what that game actually is the, like the way that when I saw the, when I saw the demo and Andrew and I saw it together actually we uh, the way we that I hands. felt about it what's that we, held we did we <laughs> held hands through the whole demo uh, the way that I felt about watching it the, the thing that really blew me away was the 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 options that you have, the ways, the many different ways that you can complete objectives. You know, they showed us one particular way that they completed the, uh, the there's this whole thing where you had to get a chipset and then sell that and do this other thing. But like, the way that they're talking about it, they said things like, well, you can keep that chipset and sell it for yourself and then buy modifications. Or you can pay off somebody and have them go into this building and like deal with wh- whoever the enemy is there to get the chips. Or, or you know, like there's all these, or it was a robot. That's yeah. what it was, not yeah. a chip. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all these different uh, scenarios in which like you could work around that objective to get to your goal and I, I think that to me is what was so forward thinking about it like that that was what I walked out of there thinking a lot about it's like man if there are this many options for every mission in the game yeah. like, 
Yeah, people literally gasped when they said at the very end of our demo, they were like, we also could have done this, this, and this. And people <gasps> were like, yeah. One guy fainted. There's a lot of pearl clutching. Yeah. It's also the aesthetic, too. I mean, like, it sure. contributes both just visually because it's really nice to look at and all of the yeah. different characters, like with the woman missing half her face, so like cool. the android missing half her face. So cool. It's that, so but it's awesome, also the yeah. fact that you know that that also contributes inevitably to gameplay. Like, the guns all look interesting. The, the spider bot thing that we, we saw in the demo yeah. um, looks really interesting and, like, added kind of a different graphic to the combat or it looked to because you know we didn't get our hands on it so we can't say exactly yeah but it seemed like it made it more diverse kind of an environment mm-hmm. yeah. this is pro- this isn't a totally fair comparison but like it's not as visually striking as god of war of course god of war is very much more you know focused and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah not there aren't I, as many variables that can happen at one i don't time. know I, I disagree like i i think that it is equally visually striking as god of war i think that the the artistic direction especially was really really mind-blowing to me mm-hmm. like i love the fact that it, it looks like so, so like so almost stereotypically cyberpunk but also so unique at the same time and like the enemy the set in the the enemy set that you the primary like antagonist in the yeah. demo that we saw are these dudes that are like obsessed with modifying themselves so much to yeah. the point that like half their faces are missing really and they cool. have like I do really it's like really that. really smart yeah. and you stuff. can tell it's part of the culture too because yeah. you see the like different kinds of groups of people like you know these agent style looking people that also clearly have modifications but then you see the more like street punk style too right. And Damon, you actually asked a question on our live show that I really dug about, uh, uh, what was it called, like modification insanity or something? Like, yeah, they call you it mod cyber, yourself to the they, point, like. In the, in the tabletop game, I think it's called cyber psychosis. Right, like you mod yourself to the point that, like, you, you just go crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting concept, too. Like, it, it's, it's be a, an interesting mechanic to have in the background. Like, what's your level of, like, cyber poisoning, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think everyone we've seen in the game has some sort of uh, modifications. Yeah. I wonder if, we're gonna, if they're going to introduce characters that. Of sort of uh, tried to avoid that, try to stay pure, like that, like that form. episode of Black Mirror where she doesn't have the chip, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which one is that? Which episode is the that? The worst episode, the one where uh, they you record all your memories and play them back. Yeah, yeah. That's it's from the, the first season. Episode? No, it's the worst yeah. because it's like gut wrenching. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. There yeah. are a lot of. It's probably the be- it's probably my favorite episode, yeah. but it's like one that you watch like, oh god, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as the um, the first person perspective, I mm. still see a lot of people sort of complaining about that. That doesn't I doesn't like, bother, that me, doesn't at bother yeah. me at all. Yeah. Yeah, I However, I don't, I don't fully buy um, the developers' uh, reasoning behind that. They said they made it first person to maximize immersion, mm-hmm. but then when you shoot people, numbers fly out of them. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I don't know if that's the, a yeah. lot of developers say that about like third person, but pulled yeah. in cameras too, like over the shoulder cameras. Yeah. They say it's for immersion, but it's just you know whatever, yeah, whatever style you prefer. Um, so you guys you still feeling pretty strong about Cyberpunk? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I really adore it, yeah. and, and I think it, it's funny. It reminds me so much of like like I can name games. It reminds me of, but truthfully, I, I walked out more thinking of like Blade Runner and yep. Fifth Element and yeah. like it reminds me more of like uh, worlds we've seen in, in film than, than other games yeah, yeah it seems to have a lot of like, pop culture kind of references yeah. 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 It, it sounds it sounds hyperbolic but I still believe like walking out of that demo I turned to Andrew and was like I, I felt like I saw the, the future of gaming like the, the way that that game the ideas that are there that seems it just seems very forward thinking to me. I think it's also the fact that we saw such a big chunk of the game. Yeah, like, the demo's from, like an hour long. Yeah, finish. very long. Yeah. yeah, most like E3 Gamescom demo is like 15, fifteen minutes, twenty yeah. minutes, and that's that's a huge chunk of the game. And we only had time to do two two missions, basically. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah not that extended one. I mean, it's like a side quest. It's not even like we've seen a story mission yet. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to come across as a hater. I think it's a very very cool game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to like be excited about something and not be ecstatic about yeah. it. And I think that that's something that we, you know, often 
get criticized for, but it's like yeah. it's okay to be like, hey, this thing is good, not amazing. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of hunger out there to see gameplay, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully you'll get to see some of that sometime soon. Uh, Zach, we've been running this live show here all week long. Yeah. On, uh, here at Gamescom, yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, the highlights that we saw, had on the show. For me, I thought I'm really liking Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And yeah. I think Andrew, you recently just got a chance to play yeah. that today, right? Played it this morning. It is yeah. so hard. The the it's demo so they're hard. showing. Well, the, the, the demo they're showing here is weird. It's af- it's late game, like after the story. Like, I kind of did that. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're showing a, a boss fight with Medusa, which is crazy. Yeah. And even like so, they they said it was one of the very like towards the end side missions you can even get like one yeah. of the one of the final ones and yeah it's like every enemy is at max level and and you really have to like when i started the demo the guy was like oh do you play the the e3 build and i was like no and he was like oh there's so much to the controls of it like yeah. you, you have to know like it, it does feel soulsy you do have to be smart about parrying and dodging and like there's certain visual cues for things that like you mm. it's an unavoidable attack and yeah, yeah it, you have to be a lot more great. deliberate with all of your moves yeah. and then, like, so when you go and you initiate the mission um you're supposed to attack these guards as you're seeing right now on screen um and i actually i i failed so many times that i went back killed the guards first then picked up the mission oh, you played it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i did um i played it yesterday and uh after that, like I had this massive bounty on my head, and a bunch of mercenaries came mm. after me, and one yeah. had a bear, and I yeah. felt really bad about killing the bear. And that's that thing in the bottom right is like as you basically like make a faction angry, there is there's this bounty system that's really really cool. It's almost like GTA yeah, style. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's stars in GTA, and right? the mercenaries are tough to kill, and they do frequently have these like massive bears, these pet bears that come along with them. Um, and I did feel really bad for killing the bear. I would feel terrible. Yeah, and I told uh, the developer who was helping me with the demo that, and he said, well, actually, you can spec yourself in such a way that you can befriend the bears, essentially, <laughs> and you don't have to kill them. You can actually walk up to them, and they're your pet. They help you in combat and stuff. Sounds Definitely amazing. doing that instead. Well, how do you feel about how heavily Assassin's Creed is leaning into mythology now? You're fighting Medusa in the game now. I love it. Yeah, I think it's so. I, I mean, it like, doesn't bother me at all. I've said for years, like I, this is See the kind here. of thing that gets me interested in Assassin's Creed again because I think for a while it was so. Just every single year, it felt like we we're. You know, obviously they changed the setting, but it had been a while since they did something dramatically different. And I think Origins was really, really smart in in mechanics and in, in making it feel more like a proper RPG. Yeah. And now, if they're getting weird with it, like I would love to play an Assassin's Creed game in space, or like like do weird stuff. <laughs> I, I think that wow. would make it so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes for a really interesting... Like, just fighting Medusa was, was really difficult. And I don't necessarily care about Medusa as a fictional character, per se. But, um, like, I don't feel one way or another about it. But fighting her Medusa was... <laughs> My whole yeah. bedroom's decked out Medusa. <laughs> we call ourselves snakeheads. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're a Medusa-man? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But it made for a really tough fight. And I didn't feel like... I don't, Andrew, did you get up to the, the Medusa boss fight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I didn't beat it. I, uh, I yeah, pathetic. neither. I, a lot of people on our demo didn't. I think Joe played too. A couple people did. Yeah. But I didn't feel overwhelmed by the, the <laughs> I mean, stone minions that she sends out. Yeah. 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 So crazy. Points of damage. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah it's Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, I like you know. Frequently, I feel like in boss fights, like part of the round is, oh, okay, you know, this, the minions are coming out now. Yeah. And you have to defeat them. And I didn't feel overwhelmed by it at all. It felt more like I was facing Medusa, and then that was just an occasional wave that I had to deal with. They're actually really fun because uh, they're like little like stone men, and they, they, they don't take like nearly as many hits as like a normal non stone man. So. Non-stone yeah. they're, they're good men to fight. I uh, recommend fighting those men. Zach, I know like me, you've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins lately. Yeah. Uh, so how are you feeling about Odyssey? It's funny because I'm I'm still not finished with uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. It's something that... Nobody I, is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no one's actually ever finished that game. It's, it's a game that I've been playing a, like I played The Witcher off and on over the course of you know a year. And mm-hmm. I keep going back to it and being like, oh yeah, I really love this. Um, 
But that being said, like I'm so stoked for Odyssey. I think it looks great. Like I'm yeah. more into Greek mythology than I am into Egyptian mythology. Mm-hmm. This is more in my wheelhouse. Um, some of the stuff, like the combat, looks even more evolved than than it was from the last game. And I really like what you can see here in the uh, if you're watching this version of uh, in the left hand side and left hand corner here. There's all these additional powers that you can do. Yeah. That they they mix into combat mm-hmm. that, that I think look really cool. Like in this Medusa fight, you see this like big area of effect attack. That's yeah. like it's really cool. You I'm, I'm stoked for it. Too. Yeah. And, and the one at the bottom on the wheel on the left is the Spartan kick. Yeah. It's like it's when when you have someone on the edge of like a cliff and oh, you do it. So good. It feels so good. That's and awesome. you know you have to say the line when you do yeah. it too, yeah. like yeah. every oh, time. Oh, I screamed it in the demo yeah. room. It was really startling <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We also found out this week that Assassin's Creed will be taking a year off next year. It used to be an annualized franchise, then took a year off before Origins, and the yeah. Origins seemed to really benefit from that. So I think some people were a little bit skeptical about Odyssey when it announced it would be the next year, even though Odyssey's looking great. But now, mm-hmm. apparently, the franchise is going to be taking the year off next year, so that leaves me to ask, what's going to be Ubisoft's big fall game? I assume year? Watch Dogs 3 is coming, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, yeah. Their cycle is really smart now. They For a long time, Assassin's Creed was annualized, but it was always out of Montreal, and then they expanded to Toronto, and, and I mean, this game is from Quebec. Like I think Ubisoft does a really good job. They have like a billion studios in every continent, yeah. so I think it makes sense that they're leveraging those, and I would imagine the next big project would be from Toronto. Like, I don't yeah. think we've seen them. Interesting. All right, I know we're running short on time. Zach, what were some other highlights from our live show this week? Uh, really quickly, uh, just to blow through, like, I really love The Messenger. Um, I love The Messenger, too. The Messenger is an yeah. incredible 8-slash-16-bit yeah. platformer in a Ninja Gaiden vein. Yep. Uh, I, re- I finally got an opportunity to play Starlink. Um, and The Battle for Atlas yeah. from Ubisoft. Yeah, so Starlink, I think Ubisoft is doing something really smart in their partnerships with Nintendo. I played it on Switch. Um, you know, they're, they're, this is the second time I feel like they've shown off a game that we've been like why and then I, when you get an opportunity yeah, to play everyone, it everyone it's really great it is really yeah. surprised yeah and it feels to me like a star like it feels to me like a star fox successor it really um, does. like, like the, the star fox game that we should have gotten on the wii u like, yeah i yeah. did the i just did a little bit of the demo at e3 i did like the boss fight mm-hmm. um and it the it spider totally, boss yeah, yeah it completely feels like a star fox super cool boss fight. It's mm-hmm. um and the, then uh the last game that i wanted to mention was uh Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil yeah. 2 looks amazing, right? Yeah, Resident They showed off Claire uh, gameplay uh, here at Gamescom. And uh, the craziest thing about this is, like, I remember playing Resident Evil 2 as a kid and being scared of the monsters in that game. Yeah. And uh, they are nothing compared to what it looks like <laughs> in full. Like, yeah. here's William yeah. Birkin with an eye, like, busting <laughs> yeah. out of his shoulder. And it's just, it's Dude. so awful and terrifying. Like, I love it. I can't wait. Yeah, like we, Resident Evil Two had a fixed camera mm-hmm. in the original game, and now they're going full 3D. Mm-hmm. But it's like not even like it's interesting to go back to third person after Resident Evil Seven, mm-hmm. right? Being first person. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like two different series, you know? Yeah, like, almost like yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost like Seven kind of started a new right. branch. Of and this what one's Resident more Evil. in the vein of Four. Yeah, yeah. I was actually really surprised when they revealed Seven because the the rumor for years was just they were going to do a hard reboot of that mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. So I was actually surprised it even was called Seven. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Uh, okay, so Tina and Andrew, mm-hmm. what, what are some of the things you guys got to play and that really stood out to um, you? I saw Control, which I was really excited about because I'm a big Remedy fan. Oh, that's that one yes. that was announced at E3. Yes. Yeah. And so they were actually pretty forthcoming with what they talked about, um, even at E3. It was on our live show then, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they explained a lot about it, how you know, you're know you this woman with supernatural powers, and then you infiltrate the FBC, which is like the FBI, but in like a supernatural world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you become the FBC director. 
uh, through some weird ritualistic like demonic process uh, and then you gain more powers yeah exactly <laughs> so it's a little bit like their you know area like you know their area 51 version hmm. um, so it was really interesting to see uh, how that combat actually worked uh, even though I didn't get a chance to play it myself but your weapons can kind of transform your, your pistol which only the director of the FBC gets uh, can transform and um, you get a lot of powers too that uh, let you either traverse so it's kind of like Metroidvania in the way that there are a lot of open rooms in the hub which is called the oldest house uh, and then you go through like those rooms if you have abilities that le- like levitate you can levitate over gaps that kind of thing hmm. um, but there's a lot of personality like this janitor is just kind of delirious and sings to himself and you try to talk to him and he just keeps singing and you're like oh okay well, so I'm, I'll just I'm, go now. I'm still not totally clear on like what kind of game this is, what the gameplay is. It's a supernatural action adventure game. There you go. If you remember some of the abilities you had in Quantum Break, if you played yep. that, it's it's similar. So they kind of borrowed that and ditched the whole like you know narrative thing that they were doing with the TV show tie-in episodic mm. thing. Which um, is third person like. Alan Wake style in terms of how yeah. control yeah. is different. Yeah, 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 you have a pistol and you have some special powers. You can hold, bring up a shield from the rocks on the ground. Uh, you can launch items at people. And then some of the enemies, which are these like possessed FBC agents, because uh, there was an invasion uh, in the FBC. Uh, so they can they also can do similar things that you can do. So there's probably some weird tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. When I when this was revealed at E three, I compared it to uh, Psyops or Galarians. And then I realized Psyops. Then wow. I realized that nobody remembers what those games are. So. Dude, yeah. Psyops is a game. People send that in as a suggestion for twenty questions every so often. I, we can't do this one. No really? one's ever no one's yeah. gonna guess Psyops. Yeah. Wait, is that the one like the Mindgate conspiracy? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's good. It is. I also played my friend Pedro, which looks oh, amazing. It yeah, looks cool. So cool. Yeah, yeah, it is so good, and it was difficult to kind of get my head around the fact that you can like spin, dash, but then also slow down time, yeah. and jump and flip, and then like shoot in different directions. But it's not a twin stick shooter, so you have to aim, target, like grab on, grab on with that, and then use the same joystick to target someone yeah. else, all while in slow-mo, all while probably flipping, I mean, if you want to be stylish. Yeah, so this is that, like, it's a 2D uh, side-scrolling yeah. action game, but it's supposed to give you that sort of, like, stylish uh, Matrix I mean, gun-fu mm-hmm. If you're watching right now, this dude is, like, flipping a skateboard yeah. and shooting a guy, and, like, there's at one point, I think he flips the skateboard just into an enemy's head and yeah. kills him, and it's, it's so ridiculous and so funny. Like, we were... Honestly, cheering during the yeah. live show, watching. It. Here's the best part: just jumps off of one skateboard onto another. It's, exactly. a, it's like ballet. Like, yeah. It yeah. really is. So yeah. Cool. And you're you're multitasking so much, and then th- there's actually a ton that you can do too. Like, there's a frying pan. You can kick the frying pan and then shoot at it because it, it ricochets kind of like this. Actually, yeah. so yeah. any kind of metal object. I mean, it just makes me think of Deadpool, honestly. Like, it's like, like in a very yeah, yeah, like wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. His fighting style is definitely Deadpool, and he looks kind of like Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Now that you mm-hmm. mentioned it, wait yeah. a minute. Except wait a minute. minute. <laughs> yeah, except the Brazilian version, because uh, the developer's girlfriend is from Brazil, and she helped, uh, you know, give some input I into see. the design. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so, so how, his name is Pedro. Is it difficult to when you were playing is to make <laughs> it this stylish? Sorry? Like, how is it difficult to play um, and make it, it this It was initially stylish? because I couldn't wrap my head around the controls because there's so much going on. You legitimately are multitasking mm. and especially uh, taking the target um, and shooting two at once was really difficult for me to flip and time freeze and all that other stuff. But you get into it and uh, eventually, like, it does get pretty comfortable and then you feel, <laughs> you feel pretty great. Yeah. Uh, just like it looks. Do we know what the timetable for this game is? When this when this is coming out? He just said next year. 
It's oh, been in the development yeah. He said he's been developing it for four years. It's yeah. one guy. Yeah, uh, one guy. It's one of, the, oh, it's one of those. One mm-hmm. of the things that's like so, like so smart to me about this game is that it one of the features that it has built into it is a gift generator. So Whoa. like if you do something super cool, you can gift it and share it immediately and I can't think of a better way to promote this yeah. game. Yeah, that's like that's seeing seeing this game like flood Twitter with gifts of just this like crazy shit I think is so smart. Like yeah. that's that's gonna be an easy way to sell it. Yeah, Very when cool. you end a level it, it shows you your score and it does a replay of what it thinks was like your best moment. So that's like the giveable moment. Oh yeah. yeah. Very cool. So cool. Alright Andrew, how about you? Uh, I saw a game called Sable which one uh, is that? That's very, oh, Sable looks so cool. It's so cool. It's like um, it has this very like uh, yeah. hand drawn style. It looks like um, kind of like Mobius, uh, like that style of art. And it's it's this really cool like. So the game, it, it's like exactly up my pretentious indie nerdy alley. It's um, there isn't Easy. really like a a. There are puzzles that you can do that seem actually really, really cool and very hard, but the entire game is, is basically you're a young girl wow. and you're from this society where, uh, you go on almost like the, like a pilgrimage, like, like in, you know, uh, Amish culture, like, uh, like basically it's like she's Amish, left home. So it's Amish in the city. It's Amish in the city, that's right. Uh, she's left home and, and the thing about this game are these masks. And so in kind of the place she's from, uh, all the children wear these masks that don't really mean anything. They're just masks for children. But then when you go out in the real world as an adult, you're trying on different masks, and that is like obviously like a metaphor for being an adult and choosing what your life is going to be and, and mm-hmm. figuring out what kind of person you are. And it's just basically this gigantic, very Breath of the Wild style, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Breath of the Wild style, uh, Breath of the Wild like uh, open world kind of. You can climb anything. There's no set order. You can do whatever you want. You can instantly beat the game. Like you can just walk out, grab a mask, be like, "This is the one I want," and go home. Like there's no, yeah. there's no like real sense of urgency or anything. Uh, it almost reminded me too of, of the witness a little bit, like that idea of just walking around with like a very low stakes environment. Mm-hmm. But they do this cool thing. You have this motorbike, uh, which I guess is the equivalent of like the horse in Breath of the Wild, and you can uh, upgrade it in all these weird ways, and you can <laughs> or find the motorbike in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, no, yeah. but yeah. like a pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good point. But it, it just looks so beautiful, and, and the guys who are making it um, Japanese breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the guys making it. It's two guys, and they're working out of one of the guys' parents' shed, so they're called Shed Works. And that's, that's great. The name of the that's, that's amazing. That fits. So what? what are you doing? Are you uh, dungeon dungeon crawling, puzzle solving? Like, what's the There's deal? There's a lot of um, the puzzles. I, I mean, like, I feel weird comparing it so often to Breath of the Wild, but uh-huh. it really is. That's the best way to understand what it is. That's a good comparison. That even, game's um, pretty good. The climbing, you have, like stamina when you climb, and you have like a, it looks like kind of like the paraglider in Zelda, but um, you have this orb you can float in for a short time. So mm-hmm. like, you can jump off a cliff and like gracefully float down. Cool. But it, it just seems like it's so beautiful and the style yeah. is so unique and I'm, I'm really curious to feel what it because we saw a hands-off demo mm-hmm. I would love to play it and see what it feels like cool looks very cool we probably have time for one more highlight ooh um, I would say Team Sonic Racing which I was very surprised to uh, kind of be impressed by wow you know kart racers everyone's going to compare them to Mario Kart people do pretty standard stuff the twist in this one is uh, you can see on the left you have teams and what I thought was interesting is you can come in last place and still technically win a race because it's a, the combined point total of your team. And so the, the whole point of it isn't really just about staying in first place. It's about working together with the people on your team. And I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun with it, even just playing with bots. I feel like with friends and when you're coordinating stuff, this would probably be so fun and so frantic. Hmm. It's sort of more, it, it honestly feels more like a party game than a racing game once you incorporate that side of it. So this game is going to make you hate your friends? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like any good party uh, game does. I was yeah. going to say, like like most Sonic games do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this a, a this year game? It's 2018? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And it's yeah. coming to Switch and, and other consoles and PC. And yeah, cool. It's just super fun. I mean, honestly, I really like All-Stars. Uh, what is it, racing All-Stars Transformed. 
Uh, and so this is just a fun little continuation of that. Yeah, Racing All-Stars, I feel like, was kind of this like cult hit that, that sort of gained this momentum after it was released. And people were like, no, actually, that's a really great kart racer. You should play it before you're you know, knocking it. And all the reception for this that I've seen has been really, yeah. really positive. And, you know, we're waiting Mar- uh, Mario Kart World Tour. I think it's called the mobile one was announced, but we haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, while you wait, I think this is a totally fun kart yeah. racer. Well, Andrew, you've shown great restraint in not bringing up Persona 3 and 5, <laughs> Dancing in Moonlight and Dancing in Starlight. Saw those again. Yeah. Very cool. I got yeah. to see them in English finally. What's it like to preview uh, a game that you've already beaten? Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, what is that like? It's weird because I'm getting context and cutscenes of like dialogue I didn't understand when I played it in Japanese, so it's sure. like I understand why I'm doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're crazy, I'm man. So weird. I'm so I, weird. I'd like to know why you do some stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, do you, why are you the way you are? Yeah. Why are you like this? You made me like this. <laughs> Uh, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, just a few highlights from Gamescom this year. Uh, once again, I recommend you check out our wrap-up article on IGN.com. It mm-hmm. goes through everything. Lots more detail in there. Lots more game announcements. So coming out of this show, that's sort of like the last really big trade show of the year. There's mm-hmm. TGS, but that's sort of been de-emphasized in recent years. So uh, I guess there's also Paris Games Week. Paris Games Week. And that's where Sony tends to go. PSX is at the end of the year. But I'm kind of thinking about to set up stuff that we'll be playing this fall. Coming out of Gamescom, what's your number one pick that you're excited for this fall? Tina. Oh boy, uh, what do we got this fall? Refresh my memory. What are you people? excited for? It could be Red Dead, could be Spider Man, yeah. could be Tomb Raider. Red Dead's a good choice. I think yeah. I would say Red Dead. Yeah, I yeah. want to go back and explore that world. And yeah. what they're talking about with that game sounds like revolutionary from what Red Dead 1 was doing really well. Mm-hmm. Deck? Uh, I think Shadow. Shadow the Tomb Raider. For yeah, me. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fans, I'm really excited for that one too. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man for me. I mean, we're going to play it probably right when we get back yeah, from I this think, trip. But Yeah, I think maybe some people at IGN already have that game. So mm-hmm. it's very exciting. Yeah, I, I can't Scoop. wait. Uh, I'm going to go with Mega Man 11. I'm going to show yeah. some love to, to my man. Mega Man, I'm super excited for that. <laughs> to one. my Mega Man. <laughs> Although I don't, we didn't have that one on the show this week. I wish we had that one. On yeah, the show. they yeah, were Zach. here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Zach, I'll, I'll call Doctor. I'll call Doctor Light and see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the wrap up from uh, Gamescom this year. Thank you for tuning in for our coverage. Uh, you can find out more about all these games on IGN.com. And as soon as we have more information on all the games we've covered for you this week here at Gamescom, we'll share them with you right here on IGN.com. Take care, everybody. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.